0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 9.03 on a Saturday morning. Joe Giglio hanging out with you live from the Borgata in Atlantic City on Sports Radio 94. WIP 888-729-9494. That's how you join the show. Mark Lawrence, Playbook.com. A little later on this hour, we'll get his picks for Week 14 in the NFL. Obviously touch on this Eagles-Rams game that, you know, early in the week, uh, the line shifted a little bit. It was Eagles, I thought, up a couple You know, in terms of uh, being favored by a couple points early in the week. I think I saw Eagles minus two from the start, and it shifted. The Eagles are an underdog in this game now, but ba- basically a point. I mean, from where I've seen it, it's been, it's been a relative toss-up all week, and I think that's about right. I think these teams, and you look at it, they're very even. They've both scored 30.1 points per game. Their point differential is very close. They both have really good second-year quarterbacks. Both have really good coaches. Both have good defenses that could be really good on days. I think the Eagles' defense is better personnel, but and then you could, but you could get them. It's not like these defenses are so dominant that you can't get them. Last week, obviously, Seattle um, had a good day against the Eagles' defense and made some plays, especially Russell Wilson. But I think the matchup is really fun. I think it is a, I think it's a game that the Eagles. I said it last hour, must win is the term we use. I think we throw that out way, way too much. I think we do it in every sport. It's like, oh, this is a must-win tonight for the Sixers. No, it's not. It's December. Um, we do it... Baseball, you hear it less because, you know, if you say it in baseball, you, can act, you actually seem silly because they play 162 games. But I think across all sports, football being the one we do it almost on a weekly basis, we use the term must-win too much. Uh, Howard, when he called in, called it a very important game, wouldn't call it a must-win. The reason I will... I will bend on this game being a must-win game for this week for the Eagles. It's just because of, of the spot, the moment, and what this season has become about. If you told me before the season and you said, look, Joe, they're going to be 10-2. and They're going to go to the Rams at 10-2. Is that a must-win game? I would have said, what are you talking about? How could a 10-2 team ever have a must-win game? There's three games left after that. They're 10-2. and And I would have said, how is this team 10-2? and But – in the moment now, as you look at what happened last week, to start 10-1, and 1, to have all the Super Bowl hype start around this team, and I think the team has even acknowledged that. Not so much, you know, I haven't heard any player or coach come out and say, we're going to the Super Bowl, the way you hear you know, me say they can go to the Super Bowl, but they've acknowledged there are bigger goals this year than just winning the NFC East, just getting to the playoffs. They, they have, you could sense the Eagles realize they have a special team, and it's a special year, and I'm sure they want to capitalize on this whole thing. It's just hard for me to believe the Eagles are going to go and make the Super Bowl if they lose this game. And, and for the simple reason that I think their psyche is going to be just, it's going to be beaten. If you lose both to Seattle and both to the Rams, it's going to be hard to walk into January and say, yeah, we're good, we're good to go. Yeah, no big deal, guys. We, we, we could beat good teams now, whether it's two in a row or three in a row, to get to Minnesota. It's hard to believe that. So just for their own confidence, and I think they're a pretty self-confident group, they need this win against a good team, on the road, get the win, and then you kind of, you know, really start preparing for the playoffs. Next week against the Giants, I don't think it's going to be a big challenge. The Raiders here on Christmas night, I know the Raiders are still in that AFC West race, so they will come to play, assuming they're, they're still in it. It's just not a very good football team. The Eagles should win that game, and then you get Week 17 against the Cowboys, And, you know, you see what the meaning is of that game. Do you need it? Do you need it for a bye? Can you still get home field? So you get all that kind of into it. But I want to throw this thought out there because there's been a lot of stories written the last couple days. I saw one by Ruben Frank just this morning about the Eagles and just how many players Howie Roseman has locked up here for a while. You know, this group the Eagles have, in terms of players, is probably going to be together for a while. Not everybody, but the players. You know, they re-signed Alshon last week. They've re-signed Timmy Jernigan over the course this year. There aren't many key free agents on this team that could walk away after the year. Nigel Bradham is the, the I guess, the best player that is not under contract for next season. Uh, Patrick Robinson had a really good year. He could be a free agent too. I don't think he's going to be back. It just with all the young corners they've drafted, it probably doesn't make sense to pay Patrick Robinson, even though right now he's a big part of this thing. Carson obviously signed up for a while. And they just, you know, they traded for Ajayi, who is going to be here next year. They have a really, really good core that's going to be around at least through next season. And a lot of these guys are going to be around really for more than that. I mean, you think about it. Through 2020, here are the guys the Eagles have under contract. Wentz, Jeffrey, Ertz, Lane Johnson, Kelsey, Brooks, Fletcher, Curry, Jernigan, Barnett, Jenkins, McLeod. They have a lot. I mean, it's a stacked roster they have on this team now for years. So you can make a good case that 2017 is just the start. The Eagles are going to be in this thing, and they're going to be a good football team for a long time now. But you can also look at the other side of this thing. Not every one of these guys is going to be here, and some guys will leave. And what I mean by that more than anything is the coaching staff and maybe even the front office a little bit. You know, this week around the NFL you already started having the silly season where you had the Browns fired Sh- Shashi Brown. The Giants already fired uh, both Jerry their GM, and Ben McAdoo, which is just Ben McAdoo. It's amazing. You are talking about the, like the things, you, sometimes the decisions you don't make are better than the ones you do make in life. Things you, The decisions you, you kind of pass up on or moves you don't make. From a lot of reports, the Eagles really wanted Ben McAdoo to be their head coach before they hired Doug Peterson. And he went back to the Giants. We know the rest is history. And and the Eagles end up with Doug. And on Monday, the Giants fired. They basically put McAdoo out of his misery. But what I'm getting at here is the Giants' job is open, both the GM and the coach. The Browns' GM job, or whatever you want to call it, was open. They hired John Dorsey. But they might need a new coach. Uh, There's probably going to be five or six, maybe seven more head coaching jobs open. And this week started all those articles that come out with a list of potential head coaches and if you clicked on any of them this week you saw multiple Eagles names Jim Schwartz could get his second chance as a head coach Frank Reich could get his first chance to be a head coach John Filippo's name has come up a bunch and I didn't realize this till last night I didn't realize John Filippo's career started actually as a quality control coach with the Giants before he kind of worked his way around and found his way to Philadelphia as as the Eagles quarterback's coach now, I don't know if they're going to want to hire Di Filippo, but I, you know, with the way Carson is playing, he certainly could be in the mix. And last year, the Jets wanted to make Di Filippo their offensive coordinator, and Jeff Lurie stepped in and was like, no, 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 we're keeping this guy, and they let him do it. Well, he's not going to be able to stop him to go become a head coach. That's, that's not going to happen. So the Eagles could lose Schwartz. They could lose Frank Reich. They could lose Di Filippo, And I'll throw this one out there, too, because... The better the Eagles do, and the more you see this roster kind of come together and coalesce to become one of the best in the NFL, someone eventually is going to come knock on the door and say, hey, Joe Douglas, I want you to run our football operations. And maybe the Eagles can get away with making Joe Douglas their GM and promoting Howie Roseman or you know, giving these guys new titles, and Howie will be the president of football operations, and Joe Douglas the GM, they give him a nice raise, and hey, you know, no one worries about all this, and, and all these guys stay. But for as much as you look at the roster and say, you know, this Eagles window is just, just, just opening up. They've got plenty of time to go win a Super Bowl. Number one, it doesn't always work like that in the NFL. And and I think when you get off to a ten and one start, you have to capitalize on that. There's no guarantee this same Eagles group next year with you know all, a lot of the same guys. There's no guarantee they're going to come back next year and and go 10-1 and one to start a season. There's no guarantee they're going to be really good next year. I, we, we say that, we think that, and you, you read those lists of players they have under contract, and it, it sounds nice. It's like, oh, the Eagles are set up. This is like 2000 all over again. They're going to have 2001, 2, 3, 4. The Eagles are going to have 2018 and 19 and 20 and 21. They probably will. I would probably bet on the Eagles to win a lot of games the next three or four or five years. But remember, number one, anything could happen. Carson Wentz is healthy and great right now, but I'm sure five years ago, if you had a bet on one team in the NFL to, to kind of knock on the door and win every year, you probably would have bet on Andrew Luck and the Colts. And look what happened. He got hurt. That organization was a dumpster fire, which the Eagles aren't, so I, I give the Eagles an advantage there. But the way people talk about Carson Wentz now, they said the same things about Andrew Luck five years ago. He's the next great quarterback. And I thought the same thing. The Eagles, the Colts are going to win for years and years and years, and they didn't, and luck got hurt. And now they look bad, and they're hoping he comes back and becomes that great quarterback again. So there are no guarantees. The roster looks pretty set. The roster has a lot of guys under contract. They're all pretty young, and they're all really good. So there's a lot of reason to believe that games like tomorrow, Eagles games like we're talking about the last few weeks, there's going to be a lot of these in the next five years. You really can believe that. But the coaching staff may get poached. The better the Eagles do, the coaching staff may get poached. And the better the Eagles do and the more this roster looks sound, and the better a guy like Derek Barnett plays. I'm telling you, someone's going to come knock on the door and say, Hey, Joe Douglas, this, here, here are the keys. Go run the organization. So I feel like there's a, there's a sense where the Eagles have to strike where the iron's hot. This is a special year, and a win tomorrow goes a long way to helping them kinda of capitalizing what they have here. Eight at eight, seven two nine, nine four nine four. Let's grab Arthur out in Scottsdale. Arthur, you're on WIP. What's up, bud? Well, yo brother, first of all, are you a little cold today? Luke, I'm not gonna lie, it's a little cold out there and I am not looking forward to my drive home in the snow from our Atlantic City.
1: Well let me give you this hot tip. Yo brother, it's only gonna be seventy five here today. A little chilly. But I'll be able to get golfing in every day. I feel bad for it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I sense the sympathy in your voice, Arthur. As you're calling from Scottsdale, Arizona. What's on your mind this morning? Well,
1: let me say something. The Eagles looked great last week, didn't
0: they? No, it was a bad. They played awful. It was their worst game, worst game in a long time, Arthur.
1: Well, they played against a defense that was ready for them, and now you got to see what Wentz is. And I guess Wentz ain't on that. No, I don't, think,
0: I don't think that's fair. Look, look, I criticized him all week. I thought he was awful last week. I thought, you know, the numbers in the second half he put up, they were kind of Mickey Mouse numbers because they were just throwing the whole time. I, I didn't think the quarterback was good. But I don't think it's fair to say that's what he is off of one game. Come on.
1: Well, now hold on. You know what it is, brother. All quarterbacks are the same. They don't like getting hit. So you know what I mean? Brady don't like getting hit. And Wentz don't like getting hit. And that
2: changes the game.
0: Sure Do it understand. does. Sure it does. And I thought the hit he took early in that game, where it was—I think they—they they blew the whistle late, Arthur, and the defensive end for the Seahawks came in and hit him before they blew the play dead. He he winced after that, and it just felt like, you know, it felt like after that, um, he just had—he had a rough time getting in sync. Yes, he
1: did And for that, and listen, I love the Sixers. I'm not going to say nothing about the Sixers at all. And the fires are looking good again, and everything looks good. But listen. There will be no parade down Broad Street. I don't want to be the Grinch that stole Christmas from Philadelphia, but I'll go online and be the first guy to make that statement.
0: Well, you're not so? the first one. But that does come off a little Grinchy. Look, they're 10-2, Arthur. They've got a good shot this year, obviously.
1: Yes, they did. So did the New England Patriots when they were 16-0, and 0, and then they met the New York Giants and got smacked around. Well, they got
0: you beat because, I mean? of the, yeah, right, a defensive line knocked around Tom Brady. You know it, I know it.
1: Right, so that's it. You're the defense wins Super Bowls. So the Eagles got four games to get their act together if they want the ring, and if they don't get the defense on board, I don't see it. Their defense is good, but it's got to be outstanding.
0: Well, what they have to do, and I, I, the defensive line is really good. It actually reminds me a little bit, Lee, Arthur, of all those, uh, all those Giants defensive lines that won a lot over the years. But they got to make the play. Like last week, they got to Russell Wilson. They didn't take him down. If they get to Goff, they got to take him down. Right,
1: and then they'll be okay. But if the defense don't come, brother, because, I mean, I hate to be in Howard asking give him a play right now. It was defense win Super Bowls. The Giants were 9-7, and seven, and it wasn't like they won it on the offense. The defense won the Super Bowl, and that's what the Eagles. That's it, brother. The defense steps up. They're looking good.
0: Defense steps up, and the quarterback makes a few plays late. It's, it's been a recipe for a long time. Arthur, what do I see this on the board here? You want to say something about the Yankees, the, the Carlos Stanton yes, trade? The, how about
1: Aaron Rodgers? To, I mean, uh, oh, Boone called to the Yankees. He came
0: out of Marlton, I believe. Well, oh, his, Obviously, his dad played here uh, with the Phillies. And it's funny, uh, Arthur, when, um, when Boone got the, uh, the job, and I appreciate the call here, Arthur. He, uh, Howard showed me last week. He t- Howard texted him, Congratulations, and he texted back, Fly Eagles, Fly. Uh, Aaron Boone's a big Eagles fan. And uh, he's having quite a week, Aaron Boone. He gets the Yankees managerial job. The Eagles are 10 2. His football team has a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. And then this morning, uh, the news came down this morning. Giancarlo Stanton has been traded to the Yankees. So the Yankees trade for. Yankees are good anyway. I mean, they were in the ALCS last year. And they trade for. A, Guy hit sixty home runs last year. They already had Aaron Judd. So the rich get richer. Uh, but good for I'm happy for Aaron Boone. Um, I I thought he was he was a good player. I liked watching him play and happy he's getting the I mean that's a chance of a lifetime. He's gonna go manage a team that basically is a World Series team. He just sit there and not mess the whole thing up. Eight and eight, seven two nine, ninety four ninety four, pound nine four nine four on your at and T Verizon Wireless cell phones. We got Mark Lawrence coming up, playbook.com at nine forty. We get back. The one guy last week that I was disappointed in needs to be better and win his matchup on Sunday against the Rams. We'll talk Eagles-Rams with you on Sports Radio 94, live from the Borgata in Atlantic City. 9.25 on a Saturday morning. Joe Giglio hanging out with you live from the Borgata in Atlantic City. In for Howard Eskin, who, of course, with the Eagles out in Los Angeles. He'll be on the sideline tomorrow, of course, with Merrill and Mike for the call. The Eagles and the Rams, 4.25 and – it's a game that has – the implications are, are clear. If the Eagles win this game, they are pretty much clear to go get themselves a bye in the first round of the playoffs. They will clinch the NFC East regardless of what the Cowboys and Giants do at 1 o'clock. And then it's really just about a couple more wins. And it could set up a scenario, a good one, for, for Doug Peterson where it, it's going to depend on what Doug wants, what the Eagles want. But they could set up a scenario if the Eagles win this game tomorrow. They take care of business against the Giants next week. They beat the Raiders at home on Christmas night. It probably will be up to the Eagles if they want to play Week 17. If they want to push to make sure or try to get the number one seed, if they're content with just a bye, at least they'll have the option to do that. If they don't win the game, it suddenly becomes a whole different story. The concerns, the doubts will creep back in, I think, in our minds that this team's really that good, and then in their own minds that they are that good. I think they're going to win the game. I think the Eagles are just better than the Rams. I think they match up in this game pretty well. And I think more than anything, because it is a toss-up, it's not like they're 10 points better than the Rams. It's pretty close. I mean, the numbers are – you look at the numbers with this game, it's like these teams are, in a way, mirror images of each other. Goff and Wentz's numbers are very similar. Um, The running games, Gurley's been very good. The Eagles do it more by committee. What these two quarterbacks have done in the red zone, a lot of similarities. But I think tomorrow the sense of urgency for the Eagles – is there. And I think they could run the ball tomorrow in this game. But I'll tell you this before we go back to the phone lines here. One guy needs to step up tomorrow. And I didn't think he did a good job last Sunday. He didn't have an impact. I'll say that. Not that he didn't do a good job. Alshon Jeffrey, first game after the contract last week, didn't have much of an impact in that game. How many times during the game last Sunday did you say, oh, wow, nice play, Alshon, or there's Alshon with a big grab? He didn't do much. And this week I could see the Rams putting their best corner, Tremaine Johnson on him, kind of one-on-one. Uh, if Ertz doesn't play, the Eagles are going to have to find someone else in this passing game to make consistent plays. I think the big play will go to Nelson. I think Nelson is poised for another big day tomorrow. But Alshon's going to have to have volume catches, six, seven catches in this game, for the Eagles to consistently move the ball if Ertz can't go. And he obviously is still in the concussion uh, protocol here. 8-8, 94 8, Levi over Brook Park. What's up, Levi?
2: Hey, good morning, Joe. Let me just say this here. I'm going to give you a doomsday scenario. I know you don't want to hear it today, but today I'm going to give it to you, right? I'm going to give you a doomsday scenario. I said the Eagles would be 10-6, right? So, say they lose to the Rams and lose the rest of them. Do you know that they're on the road as the wild card, right? When they could have won last week and had everything locked up, division, uh, almost home field advantage to out. just going to show you how one game can turn the season around, okay? I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to lose the last game. I'm just saying a good day scenario would the right now would give them a Tennessee record, would not be a winning record, but yet they would be on the road and a wild card, possibly playing uh, somewhere like in New Orleans or in uh, Carolina. Yeah, I mean, it could, well.
0: Levi, it could happen. But with that scenario, it would that would also have to include the Eagles losing out, but the Cowboys would have to win out. I can't see any of that stuff happening.
2: Well, no, listen, listen. Wait a minute, wait a minute. The Giants can play spoiler. The Cowboys can come in here, want to win that game What is D.C.O. Elliott on their squad, trying to make the playoffs. To win out, Three, Yeah, but That's you're, but scenario. also, but
0: you're projecting the Cowboys have to win out to get there, which means the Cowboys yeah. have to beat the Seahawks. The Cowboys have to win tomorrow. Like even if the Eagles struggle here,
2: let's just... I, I see them winning tomorrow. Uh, see
0: all them right. Yeah, I... they might. They, I, I, you're probably right on that. But they have to play the Seahawks still. Like the Cowboys aren't winning out, Levi. They're not that good. Listen,
2: the Eagles should, should have beat the Seahawks. Don't so mean that the Cowboys can't. Okay? I mean, see, this is what I'm saying, Joe. Before you to go court. on, I'm
0: going to put it at this. I'm going to put it at a 0.01 chance that the Eagles lose out and the Cowboys win out. This is not happening, Levi. Right, listen, Joe, I don't
2: want it to happen either, but I've been around long enough. Okay? You're in your 30s. I'm in my 50s. I've seen seasons like this die, just like this. Okay? Just like this. We're supposed to win one game that's going to get you in a position to do something big, and you lose that game, and the whole thing crash and burn on you. I don't want that to happen this year because I think this team is good enough to go ahead and win the whole damn thing. You know, but, but I'm telling you, it's out there. That has happened before, and as an Eagle fan, I know. a 40-year Eagle fan. I'm telling you, Joe, I've seen it happen before. But, I mean, you know, I don't want it to happen.
0: Yeah, I, think, I, think it's a, I think it's a little bit of a fatalist attitude. I know, it's, I know. look, teams have collapsed before, Levi, but I don't think a team has ever missed the playoffs from 10-1. and 1. I don't think it's ever happened in the history of the NFL. 10-1, and 1, you make the playoffs. Check your record. I'm check telling you, I will, Levi, I'll check it. Next time we talk, we'll talk about Anyway, we'll, well, No, we ain't
2: talking about making the playoffs. We're talking about winning the Super Bowl. Well, that's a different that's story. Two, that's a different two, story.
0: Two weeks ago, we were talking about winning
2: the whole damn thing. Okay? We can't change that now. If we couldn't have to
0: win the whole damn thing, then let's, let's win the whole damn thing. And I just gave you the doomsday scenario. That's all I said. All right, Levi. Doomsday, right, doomsday okay. scenario. Take your next caller. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Producer Levi, tell me how to run the show here. They're not going to miss the playoffs. They're not going to lose out. And I'm pretty sure no team has ever got 10-1 and to miss the playoffs. So like, none of this is going to happen. They're going to be fine. And tomorrow is a, a must-win in the sense of getting a bye making it to the Super Bowl. But the idea that they have to win every, each and every of these games is not true. It's just about its about positioning themselves in the right spot to get to where they want to go. Once the season became about more than just a good year, you know, it's amazing to watch the way we've talked about this Eagles team. It'd, it'd be fun to go back, and, and I know Rob Cherry puts together the um, the year in review for every year on, on WIP. It'd be fun to go back at a year in review of our opinions on the Eagles. Just to like listen to us say, yeah, it's about an 8 or 9 win team in, in August. And then to go into September, like, oh, this team actually could be pretty good. And sprinkle in a little Doug Peterson doesn't know what he's doing, which was crazy. To October, wow, this team is good. They, they might be the best team in the division. To November, this team is unbelievable. They don't give up any touchdowns. They, you know, all this stuff. To now, where there's a little bit of worry. It's like every week it's been going up, up, up. And last week for the first time, it came back down a little bit. Let's talk to Floyd over in the Northeast. What's up, Floyd? Hey, what's up? How you doing, Bud? Uh, good. So first off, we're gonna start
3: by I need you guys to block Levi's number from the station.
0: You know what? Levi is a uh, he's a he's a he's a fixture around here for for good and bad. But uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna block him from my show. I, don't, I can't hold All on right. to other shows. All
3: right. Well, well, that's okay. Second off, this weekend Nelson Aguilar, number one receiver.
1: I believe
0: uh, Floyd, I, I think right now in terms of big playability, right, cool. Thanks, he's the guy. And I thought last week maybe one of the best games he's ever played in the NFL. I thought it was cool for him because it was kind of redemption for what happened in Seattle last year. And you think about it, Floyd, if Carson plays better and Carson hits him when he's open, we're talking about a 200-yard day for Nelson.
1: Yep, that's what I'm believing.
0: Well, he was great. I mean, he really was great last, year, last week. And I think in this game, Floyd, They're going to need him to be because we don't know about Ertz yet. Alshon has not had uh, one of those great games this year. I think if they're going to break big plays, Floyd, it's it's probably going to be Nelson. So are you on board with the must win or you think not?
3: Yeah, I'm on board with the must win because if we don't win this game, we're probably not going to win the Super Bowl.
0: That's where I'm at with this. It's just hard to imagine. Floyd, I appreciate the call. It's hard to imagine the Eagles bouncing back from losing in Seattle and in Los Angeles to then make a big run through the playoffs. Not impossible because they're still going to go to the playoffs and they're still going to have a home game in the playoffs. So you, you kind of put it in relative terms. Like, well, they're still going to be the three or the four seed. It's not crazy. Teams have done this. I'm just talking about how they got to where they are. If the Eagles start off 10-1 and one and then lose two back-to-back games on the road, that they've made a big deal. Remember last week before they left for Seattle, you were hearing guys like Brandon Graham, Malcolm Jenkins, talking about how this will define their season. Well, how do you bounce back if your season has been defined by losses? I don't know how you do. They've made this big. So if they're going to make it big, I'm going to act as if it's big. And I just think the mentality of losing both games would really hurt them. And it would, I think it would take away any belief the city has. They can actually win the whole thing. It would probably put doubt in that locker room. And I don't think it win over the Giants next week. I don't think it went over the Raiders on Christmas night. I don't even think a win against the Cowboys in a Week 17 game would change your perspective on that. Even if they don't lose again, they go 13-3. and three. That's a damn good record. There would be a feeling like, yeah, they're 13-3, and three, but I'm not sure they're ready. They win this game, though, the feeling will change. It will change instantly, and it will be like, see, look, one bad week. They learned from it. They got punched in the mouth. They responded, and here they come to go do what they have to do down the stretch. That's how big this game could be. I don't sense that for the Rams, and I think actually the Eagles, they're in a good spot here with the Rams' schedule because the Rams actually have a game next week in Seattle. That, I think that game is bigger for them. They're trying to hold Seattle off for the division. I'm not saying the Rams are going to overlook the Eagles or just kind of say, yeah, whatever. They want to win this game too. But the Rams' bigger moment is next week. The Eagles, I think they're totally in the moment for this week. 8-8, to hop aboard. We come back. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com, playbook.com, will give us his thoughts on this game and I think a big week 14 of, of really – interesting marquee games around the NFL with playoff implications. We'll talk to Mark next, live from the Borgata in Atlantic City on Sports Radio 94 WIP. 9.41 on a Saturday morning. Joe Gillio with you live from the Borgata in Atlantic City in for Howard Eskin who's out in LA, out in Southern California with the Eagles. He'll be on the sideline of the call with Merrill and Mike tomorrow. Eagles-Rams, 425, one of really what is a marquee slate of games You hear the NFL music underneath us there. Marquee slate of games the NFL, a lot of games with some serious implications. You have the, you have the uh, Panthers and the Vikings in a game that could determine if the Eagles could jump back up to the number one seed. You have uh, the AFC Sunday Night Football game between the Steelers and the Ravens, a lot of good games, and, of course, the Eagles and Rams on the docket as well. Let's talk to our guy, playbook.com, Mark Lawrence, joins us now to talk about some of these games. A big week 14 in the NFL. Mark, how are you doing this morning?
4: Doing just great, Joe. How are you doing?
0: Doing well and looking forward to what should be a really, I think, a fun week in the NFL and a lot of games fans are going to want to kind of hone in on. Mark, when you look at the slate this week, what stands out to you?
4: Well, I, what I like this time of the year, Joe, you get down to the stretch run of the NFL football season. There's teams making moves, obviously, to get into the playoffs, stay into the playoff positions, and other teams that you wonder whether they're packing their bags or not. I'm going to look at two games here where two teams, what I call leaking oil, and what that means is uh, teams that are being outgained uh, and are favored in football games. They're really playing some probably their worst football of the season, yet they find themselves coming favored in football games. Uh, the first is going to be the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this is a football team, obviously, that isn't the same without Ezekiel Elliott. They've been out-yarded, out yarded, outstatted four football games in a row. They're going to go into New York to take on the Giants, who are now going to have Eli Manning back behind center. And I love the fact that the last 13 times in the month of December, that uh, Eli Manning has been a quarterback and the Giants were out back-to-back losses last 14 times. They're 13-0 and 1 to the spread. I think there's going to be a big effort behind the Giants and Eli Manning being back here and Dallas being, like I say, leaking oil. I'll play the New York Giants for one of my two plays this week.
0: Yeah, Mark, I I like that one too and it feels like, and you add the emotion too, I think if the Giants are probably going to get up for one more game this year, it feels like this week they just fire the coach and and they insert Eli back into the lineup. it probably be a um, for what it, whatever kind of raucous crowd you get for a bad football team, they'll probably have a good crowd tomorrow. So, yeah, I can see that one, Mark, where the Giants um, kind of have one more good day before this bad season ends for them.
4: Yeah, win one, one more for the Gipper, for kinda. Eli. You know. <laughs> exactly. you got it.
0: What's your, what's your second game this week, <laughs> The other Mark?
4: guy I'm going to fade, the Cincinnati Bengals. They've been out-yarded seven straight football games in a row, yet they're finding themselves favored over the Chicago Bears, who obviously aren't much. But this is more a case of Cincinnati coming off of that huge physical football game with Pittsburgh now finding themselves favored out back-to-back division games. In Chicago, their role has been good dog, bad favorite. Uh, they've never won a game as a favorite under John Fox, but they're a pretty good little dog, are the Chicago Bears. I'm going to play them plus the points against Cincinnati. I think they're one of these teams that have packed their bags, the Cincinnati Bengals, at this stage of the season.
0: And the Bears have had an interesting year where they've been scrappy in some games. The, uh, The Raven game they went and won, the Steeler game they won at home. So that's an interesting play, the Bears and the Bengals. Mark, let's look a little bit at this Eagles game against the uh, the Los Angeles Rams. I saw the line shift a little bit uh, over the course of the week. Feels to me, though, like we're looking at two pretty even teams, literally when it comes to uh, points per game. They're both averaging 30.1 points per game, tops in the NFL. Fun matchup, Wentz and Goff, two young coaches that everyone uh, seemingly is excited about around the NFL. How do you see this game playing out?
4: This is obviously for bragging rights in the NFC. you got the number two-seeded Philadelphia Eagles against the number three-seeded Rams. I'm sure their Eagles would want to come back home having that second seed for the NFL playoffs. Uh, this is a step-up game to me for the L.A. Rams to prove that they belong where they are. They haven't been this far in a long, long time. And the bottom line to me is when you look at these two teams, better offense, better defense, Philadelphia Eagles off the loss. I have to like them in this football game. In fact, I like them pretty good in this football game. Uh, again, asking the Rams to step up here. Nice little stat here. The Rams, uh, in football games, when they've been favored against the NFC East teams that are off a loss, they've lost 11 times in a row to the spread. So you got nice trends here, backing the Philadelphia Eagles, better football team, like I say, the underdog offense and defense. I like Philadelphia plus the point.
0: Yeah, I do too, and that, that's a big trend you just gave us there, and I, I'm sure the listeners on this snowy morning are going to like that one. Mark, always appreciate a few minutes here, playbook.com. Have a good weekend, all right?
4: Hey, my pleasure. Joined you your other game, and uh, go Eagles.
0: Thank you. There you go. Mark Lawrence of playbook.com. So he likes the Eagles, took the uh, the Bears over the Bengals. And again, in probably that one's not a marquee game this week, obviously, but it's an interesting play. The Bears have been scrappy. Um, and how about that, the, taking the Giants over the Cowboys, which, I mean, that means if Mark's right on all these, effectively the NFC East is going to end before the Eagles take the field at the L.A. Coliseum on uh, on Sunday afternoon. 888-729-9494 to hop in. We got Glenn and Ray up next. We got Vic in New Jersey with us right now. What's up, Vic? Hey, how you doing, fellas? I'm doing well, bud. What's up? All right, I was just uh, been watching the season and. You
3: know, I'm a, I'm a Giants fan, and obviously we had our own problems. But from from watching the adjustments that you guys made this year, I was I was quite impressed with the moves with the wide receiver, Uh impressed with how you move the uh fresh fresh line personnel in. But the fact remains of a weak schedule, and you guys are wanting to versus teams over 500. I mean, you you guys play teams that are like in the 250 range. Now you play the Seahawks without uh Sherman. And uh camp and you know still had a had a hard time and i I looked at the defense they look kind of winded I think the uh the uh, playbook is out there uh, against the Eagles. you guys haven't really been pushed hard this year with uh you got the saints you have the falcons uh, you got the uh, vikings you have a lot of good teams out there who will face uh, a lot of a lot better opponents, and I don't think you guys have been pushed to a level that you uh should be pushed to to be, be considered a champion, and
0: uh, well, not we'll yet, not yet, Vic. But I, I, mean, the the game last week in Seattle, I don't think that the book is out on the Eagles' defense. I think Russell Wilson made a whole bunch of plays. I mean, when, when you play a great quarterback, sometimes the great quarterback makes makes plays, and it's not like they gave up 45 points last week, Vic. They gave up 24 on the road. I I don't think the Eagles were exposed last week as much. They just didn't play very well.
3: Well, they were they were they were able to run the ball last week, which. They should. I mean, you guys faced someone by the name of uh, Todd Gurley this week, so I, I think that's. I think the, the Rams are a lot better balanced than the Seahawks are, now, and you're playing away. So I don't see. I don't see you guys as the favorites this week.
0: And well, I, Vegas you know, doesn't either. Vegas has it basically kind of a toss-up. But last time I saw it, it was uh, Rams giving a point. So it, I mean, it's, Vegas looks at it as a close game.
3: <laughs> and you are. Uh, well, I I definitely appreciate, you know, your your honesty and I know a lot of people are crying a uh, the but we're you know, you guys are f- far from that and uh we'll see th- we'll see this week and then I you know, I'll start being a believer once I start seeing the things that make a champion team. But you did say something about you guys were reminiscent of the Giants defensive line. Now I, I, I have to disagree because we had straight hand Tuck and O C and then we had straight hands. Tuck and So it's nowhere near the same. That, uh, no, I
0: think it's close. I, Vic, I do. And those guys, obviously, stray a Hall of Famer. So, I mean, you put those guys, you put them ahead. But I, it's, it's one of the best pass rushes. And, Vic, I appreciate it. The Eagles defensive line is one of the best 4-3 pass rushes since those Giants teams. It's why I give the Eagles a really good chance to do something special this year. They can get after anybody. And last week, they, they did. The Eagles pass rush got after Russell Wilson. He just got away last week. Most well, quarterbacks can't do what he does. But Derek Barnett, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, that's, that's a legit – and Timmy Jernan get after the quarterback too. And Vinny Curry has played better this year. He's not a special pass rush. but He's played better. I'm telling you, there are not many better defensive end pairings in the NFL right now than Vinny than, – uh, excuse me, not Vinny Curry, than Derek Barnett and Brandon Graham. Those two guys – Get at, Brandon Graham gets after the quarterback as well as any defensive lineman in the NFL. And I'm just overly impressed every single week with Derek Barnett. Now, I don't think – I wasn't trying to say that they have this, they're the same players. Obviously, Strahan is better than all the guys we're talking about. He had an amazing career. But in terms of a, of a volume pass rush, a team that could get after the quarterback with a front four, I do see a lot of similarities between this Eagles team and a Giants team that won a couple of Super Bowls over the last decade. And if you get into the playoffs, the Eagles are obviously going to the playoffs. You, you kind of count on that. If you have a quarterback that can make plays and take care of the ball, and you can rush the quarterback, especially with a front four instead of having a blitz, I think you are, you know, you're in a great way there. I mean, you have a real chance to do something, to do something special. So, he mentioned there. Vic just mentioned that the Seahawks ran the ball last week. They didn't run it great. They ran the ball last week. I have the numbers in front of me now. 25 times for 101 yards. Was it more than we have seen the Eagles give up? Yes, it was. And Gurley is a better back than anyone the Seahawks threw out there last week. But a lot of those were Russell Wilson rushing yards. And I thought, I thought they gave up a couple runs to the Davis kid last week, but I didn't think it was the Seahawks were pounding them. I, I think it's very difficult, to, it was, as you've seen all year, to run on this Eagles team. And I think that's the key to the game tomorrow when you break down how the Eagles can win this. You know, everyone's talking about Carson bouncing back and will Zach Ertz play and protecting with Vitae. I think the game tomorrow is pretty simple in in this. The Rams are explosive offense, they make big plays, but it's a lot of it at least. It's predicated on play action. Jared Goff is really good when they move him around in the pocket a little bit. They, you know, fake the run on the play action. They get him out on the outside, he makes a big play down the field. If you take, if the Eagles could take away Todd Gurley tomorrow, which is not going to be easy, Gurley is in one of the best five backs in the league. But if they could take him away and they could shut him down early and make the Rams one dimensional and take away play action and take away, you know, Jared Goff doing all those things and McVeigh and, and the trickery that he's able to do with the play action, I think the Eagles are going to win. I mean, I just think it's that simple. Goff and Wentz will be the story, but I think the game tomorrow is about the running games. If the Eagles can run it, which they should against this defense. They're going to be in good shape and control the clock. It'll make Wentz better, and they'll keep the Rams off the field. If they could stop the run, it's going to make Jared Goff more one-dimensional. It's just a takeaway play action, which I think is just a critical component of what the Rams do. So I'll put it this way. If the Eagles play their game tomorrow the way they've played it for most of the season, I think they're better. I think they're going to win the game. Now, if Carson goes out there and turns the ball over twice or leaves big plays on the field, they're not good enough to win. I mean, that's when you play good teams on the road, no team is really good enough, certainly not the Eagles, to play a C-minus game and win. So I think it's more on the Eagles than it is on the Rams, or can they beat the Rams type of thing. And the one last thing I'll leave you with for today and, and enjoy the game, and I think it's going to be a fun one. I think for the first time in a while, we get a close one, is tomorrow for the first time in a while, the Eagles don't have the advantage on special teams. The Rams special teams is really good. Maybe the best in the NFL. So uh, you, I think the Eagles are going to have to Do everything right on special teams tomorrow. They can't have a slip-up. You can't have one of those Jake Elliott missed extra points. Game could be that close. Um, I'll go Eagles 27, Rams 24. Enjoy the game. Everyone out there, drive safe in the snow. I know myself and uh, Dave Braitmeyer, are going to both try to get home safely in the snow from Atlantic City. Glenn and Ray coming up next. You guys have a great Saturday and a great uh, enjoy the game tomorrow on Sports Radio 94 WIP.